the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about car and car repair questions and problems. And one of the best diagnostic shops in town, certainly in the top 10 or 20 of them, is Larry Harker's Auto Repair, 38th Avenue and Indian School. They've been around since 1967. Bob works the shop. His wife, Ellen, handles the front counter in the lobby. Between the two of them, they know a significant amount of information that starts with just discussing the symptoms. What do you see? What do you feel? And what's not a part of that normal conversation is what the people on Google and on the Internet say it is. They're guessing based on whatever. Nevertheless, for auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, and when you honk the horn on the right side passenger door opens up, those are the things that Larry Harkers can work on. 38th Avenue and Indian School, it's a good place to go if you're in that area. Let's go to David. David, good morning. Hi, Mark. How are you? You know, I have a bug in my throat, but I'm going to be fine. <laughs> Thank you for asking. So I've been listening to you for years, mostly because uh, I love your music. But uh, I did hear you say something uh, earlier that... Uh, threw me for a loop here. I, when when you said that the car is lunging, that the previous guy with the brake problem said the car is lunging to the left, and I and you said, well, that would imply that the left side is is uh, faulty. Uh, I I would have automatically assumed it was the right side that was not being applied that, that was inoperative because it's not applying any braking power. And the left side continues to break, whether it's normal or exaggerated, so that the right side continues forward, and the left side lunges, lunges, uh, you know, tries to stop, uh, you know, while it's trying to stop, and the right side's trying to continue, forcing it down as well from momentum. So I don't, I don't want to be critical, but I, you know, I, I heard that, and I'm thinking to myself, have I been thinking about this wrong? all my life? Have I been going to the wrong side of my brakes whenever I feel something like that? Well, it's it, it's a matter of friction. <clears throat> what you're suggesting is, is when he applies the brakes, we don't have any brake pressure to the right. So therefore, the left is the only one that's braking. And so right. if that was the case, then are you suggesting that if we lose the braking on the right side, that we're going to t- go right? No. We're losing okay. the. I thought you said okay. I was on the. I could have swore I heard you say because it was lunging to the left. We have to assume it was the left side that was faulty. And yeah, I'm yeah. going wait. That would have been the right side. Okay. Well, <clears throat> when you have one, I, 
when you have one front that's let's just pretend that the brake pedal is only connected to one front brake okay right. so if you apply the brake and the brake pedal <clears throat> is connected to the right front it's going to pull right it's just going to pull right and same with the left side so what i said to him was is he said it was pulling hard left and ah. i said to him if the pads are hanging up or if the rotor's wobbling or the caliper <clears throat> is hung up or he spit a pad out that's going to create tremendous friction in the brake system on the left front. And as okay. a result of that, it's going to make it pull hard left. You're right. In some instances, your theology is right. There are times when we're going to have to look at the other side of the car, especially on a vibration. So you've right. got the driver's side. that You think you swear it's the problem, but <clears throat> in reality, it's the passenger side. But you're right sometimes, but... 80%, maybe even 90% of the time, when it pulls left or right, we're going to go look at the suspension and the steering and the brakes on the side that it's pulling to. And, yes. and, and okay. most of the time, that's it. <clears throat> but you you, 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 you you put your point in, in, in order, mm -hmm. and it made me go back to a long time ago, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, where we had exactly that conversation. Well, I didn't, but I got to see my boss and his lead technician talk about that. And the whole issue had to do with what are we what are we applying brakes and we're slowing the wheel, or whether we're applying brakes here and this one's not doing anything stupid. But we've had times where we've had a hard pull to the right because we've had a suspension collapse or a steering problem in right. the steering linkage, and everybody goes to the right when really it's on the left. So yeah, that does happen. Okie dokie. Okay, I appreciate right. that. All right, thank you, David. Thank you for your kind words. Anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, um, another day in the life of Mark Salem. Um, we have a guy with a, a daughter. The story goes, and I'm working off memory here, the story goes that the Subaru that they have is real old, and it was using some oil, so she drove it from California to Phoenix, and evidently it used a lot of oil on that trip. If my memory serves me right, it used all but a couple of drops in the oil pan. So the guy wants to know whether or not I should put a motor in this or should I just send it to broken Subaru heaven. And one of the things he said to me was is that he thought, he, I thought he said that it was a head gasket issue. And I said to him, if it was a head gasket issue, then if you pull the spark plugs, one of the cylinders is going to have water in it, coolant. And if that's the case, then the head gasket matches the fact that it won't crank over. It won't do nothing. You hit the key and it just goes clunk. And I said, there's some sealers that we could try to fix that, but it looks like she overheated it because of the lack of oil. And if the head gasket's truly bad, and that's a big if, then all you'd have to do is pull the spark plugs, get the water out of the oil, put the plugs back in, and it would probably start up. You'd loosen the radiator cap so we didn't build excessive pressure in the cooling system and force water back into that cylinder. So that's part of the problem, part of the plan. <clears throat> part of the plan. So anyway, then the t somebody takes the oil pan off, and it's got a bunch of metal in it. And so now we have metal in the bottom, and up until this point, it wouldn't start, it wouldn't crank over, and it wouldn't start. And so then he says to me, um, we towed it to our house. I thought I'd turn it over again. To my surprise, the engine started and ran with a rattle 
or light knock. I turned it off to make sure I didn't do any damage, and the mechanic looked at it, said there was metal shavings in the pan, but since it started and ran, and there's water in the radiator, it doesn't seem to be the head gaskets. Is it possible it just bent some rods and, and the repair could be easy? No. The answer to all those questions is no. The real, and, and I, what I wrote back to him, it, it's the metal in the pan that is the huge red flag. Forget the head gaskets. Forget the hypothesis about bent push rods. Forget the hypothesis it's got water in it. We got metal shavings in the oil pan. So shavings, pieces of metal, and bits of bearings says the crankshaft and the bearings are wiped out. And we know it came home with a critical amount of oil in it. Engines have suffered and oil starvation problems will oftentimes start and have a slight tick until the engine starts to warm up and then the tick will turn to a knock. If the oil pan is off, you should be able to look at the bottom end of the engine and one or maybe more of the connections between the rod and the crankshaft will be quite different color than the rest. If one looks discolored or burnt and obviously different than the other three, then that's where the problem lies. So again, we don't want to jump into bent push rods and a head gasket issue when we got an oil pan full of metal because we have to figure that out first. That's the death knoll for that motor. So there's no reason for you to pull the oil pan and find shavings of metal all over the inside of the motor and think that you're going to put coolant and oil in this and drive it back to California. It's just not going to happen. So he was a nice guy and he was trying to balance about what an engine costs and would that be cheaper than getting our car and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, I think him and I both agreed that this was not a place to put more money into. So he was going to, last time I talked to him, he was going to look for another car for his daughter and help her out. So those are the kinds of things that you should have those conversations with your technician. So do we have uh, any callers, Gil, or are you asleep? Okay, lines are wide open, so you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Does it hurt your car any when you're going downhill and you shift it into neutral? The answer is no. If I put it back into drive at 45 miles an hour, it's an automatic. Will it? Will that cause damage? No. The only thing is, is there's no real reason to put it in the neutral. Because when you're going downhill on anything that's been made in the last 15 years, it kind of goes into neutral anyway. So there's no holdback on the transmission. You take your foot off the gas, you're going down the hill, you're kind of sailing down the hill. There's no harm, no foul to the engine or the transmission. So there's no reason. Here's the bad news. The bad news is, is if something happens and you want to downshift then you have to put it into drive and wait until we get we we hook up hydraulically and then you can drop it down to two or the one to help you stop the car so if you wanted to do that now most of the time you would use your brakes to accomplish that but it's just not it's not needed it's not going to save you any money it's not going to make you feel better it's not going to um, have your car love you more if you throw it into neutral when you're going down um, the hill from Payson to Rye. It's not going to make any difference. If anything, I want the motor to be up in RPM so that if I have to make an evasive movement to the left or to the right, I don't want my power steering to be at substandard pressure because the engine's idling, therefore the power steering pump is idling. I'd much rather have the RPM a little higher, both for my power brakes and my power steering, so if a hazard 
becomes in front of me or all of a sudden I, I'm uh, screaming. No, all of a sudden my wife is screaming bad words. Then I need both brakes and power steering at their full capability to be able to pull that off. So those are the kinds of things. And as far as fuel economy is concerned, it makes no difference at all. It's not going to make any difference at all. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Again, the list of best car repair shops is on my website, MarkSalem.com. My email address is Mark at SalemBoysAuto.com. You can send me an email and please leave a phone number because a lot of times I just don't want to type that much. Plus, a lot of times I have lots of questions for you so that I can focus in on the problem. So it doesn't, it's not a good use of my time to have a you know an email that goes back and forth five times it's just easier for me to call you and and ask you questions like that i need to focus in on whether it's brakes or whether it's the engine or whether it's a howl from the differential or if the tire has an egg on it and it has a tread separation all of those kinds of things are things that have specific symptoms that i'm aware of and then that way i can ask you questions and kind of hone in on that it's it's more than likely than not than than this right here so 602-508-0960. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Would you know what to do if you encounter a wrong-way driver? Let's hope you never find out. But if you ever do see a wrong-way driver coming at you, slow down, safely steer away, and get off the roadway. At night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead and around you. And if you see a sign warning of a wrong-way driver, safely move toward and take the next freeway exit on the right. Drive aware. Get there. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. 
You've already been lied to. You've already paid a ton of money to someone who did lie to you. And it's hard to come to someone like me and say, Ariel, I trust that you're going to do what's right for me. This is Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group, the timeshare cancellation expert. We're not just here to cancel your timeshare completely. We're here to provide you with the best customer service of your life. I deal with clients from all walks of life. I actually have a client right now who is an attorney. I have doctors. They were still taken advantage of. And it's not just the mom and pop. It's everybody faces this. They've been lied to. They are nervous. They're scared. But we're going to get you out of this. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. My name is Ariel. I'm a resolution specialist at Wesley Financial Group. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation kit. 800-619-3377. 800-619-3377. 800-619-3377. So, you know, I'm a dog and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, when it comes to good repair shops, there's one at I-17 in Bell in the northeast corner. And he's called Kurtz Automotive. Kurtz has been around a long time. He's been a friend of mine for a very long time. And there's been more than one time, and this goes for all the shops that I talk about, that I'll send them somebody that has a problem that starts off with, nobody can fix this. I remember specifically a lady, two people told her she needed a $4,000 engine. I sent her to Kurtz because she didn't have any knocking noise. All she had was a light. She had no other symptoms that would suggest that the motor was coming apart from the inside. She drove over to Kurtz and they put an oil pressure switch on it. I think the diagnostic, the oil pressure switch, and the labor was all $130. So she got her engine fixed for $130. Kurtz is a good guy. He knows right from wrong, and he's not going to sell you an engine when he, when he's all he's really going to do is paint your old one and put a $35 oil pressure switch on it. That's just not what Kurtz does. Let's go to Jesse. Jesse, good morning. Morning. How can I help you? So I heard you were talking a little earlier. I, I usually don't. I usually hear your your show on the weekends when I'm trying to cruise around, but I don't usually call. But I heard you mention to somebody else about oil and uh, the, the different types of oil and some of the gimmicks that are out there. And um, my dad used to be a shop mechanic for, or sorry, a shop uh, manager for like a TA. Um, and he kind of he clued me in a few years back about the the, the lie of changing the oil every three thousand miles. It can go longer. So we have a habit of changing ours every five. Uh, maybe that's a little bit too quick, depending on I'm sure it's how many miles you drive and. Um, the question I had, though, was with these newer cars, like I have a 2017 Chrysler 300, it has a gauge on it, or it has kind of like a, a mechanical or a, or a computerized timer, and it tells you your oil life. Um, if that's not, I mean, if, if the oil life is going by that, sorry, I guess I should combine back to say, does that have a time? Is there a set number of, of hours or mileage that that's tuned into? Or does it just go by mileage? And if and if that's the case, and I don't need to change my oil that that fast, how do I get 
past that thing where it says, hey, you need to change your oil now. Okay, two questions. Um, first of all, it's not on mileage and it's not on time. It's on five to ten different parameters. How many times has this car been reached operating temperature, in your case 220, and how many times has it cooled down? Those are called heat cycles. When it's driven, what's the average speed? Is it 32 miles an hour because Grandma Moses is driving it? Or is it 65 to 80 miles an hour because Jesse's driving it? So it has a lot to do with all kinds of parameters. So now I'm going to change your question. Mark, do you have an oil change monitoring system on your truck? I do. Do you pay attention to it? No. <laughs> well, when do you change your oil? When it's due on mileage. Okay, what do you do then? Well, I change the oil, and then I reset that stupid monitor because you turn the key on and you step on the... Th- now, this is just my truck. It, it It's different yeah. in every kind. Turn the key on, step on the throttle three times all the way to the floor, and it resets the light. So those are the kinds of silly stuff. Let me Let me be more specific. A conventional oil, which more than likely is what your father dealt with a long time ago, a conventional oil is three to 5,000. The oil's a lot better than it was in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. So we have a conventional, three to 5,000 intervals. Then we have a blended oil, a semi-synthetic. They're interchangeable, but nobody really knows if it's a 70-30 or if it's a 50-50 or if it's a 95-5. So a blended oil goes from 5,000 to 7,500. And then a full synthetic goes from 7,500, depending on which car you got, to 15,000. Mercedes is 15,000. Mark does 10. So I change my oil twice a year, and I try to do it the first of summer and the first of winter. So I go through the summer with fresh oil, and I change it twice. But I'm also driving 20, 22, 25,000 miles a year. So I'm just doing it that way on my mom's or my wife's car. Yeah, she kind of is my mom sometimes. Um, my wife's car, all of our fleet cars, my kids do it. Um, we do it, and our customers. So if you've got an oil leaker and you're using conventional, you're coming in. We're going to send you a card every 3,000 miles. But if you've got a synthetic and you only drive 8,000 miles a year, then it's a tough call. Do I call you in because you got 12 months on that oil, or do I let you go another year? That's a tough call. That's the worst call we have to make. Then you got a synthetic oil in a brand new Honda, and the lady goes to church every Sunday, and, and she puts a thousand miles a year on her car. So right. I'm going to take her back to a, a semi-synthetic, and I'm going to use a semi-synthetic on her, and I'm still going to call her in once a year for an oil change. So not everybody does what I do, but I can tell you this much: a third to of our industry follows these parameters. Now, some of the people in our industry take advantage of these parameters. And so they'll reconstruct the whole idea and condemn you for not bringing it in when you should have and you can't drive this car once the light comes on. And none of that's (laughs) true. None of that's true. So it's it's really a matter of there's three kinds of oil and they all determine the, the quality is different between... Uh, conventional semi-synthetic and synthetic the price is different and the protection is different here's another example excuse me the poor point of oil is in simplistic manner is will it when does it pour out of the the can at what temperature does it still pour out of the can as opposed to being solid wax so a conventional oil won't will not pour out of the can at about 15 below zero a semi-synthetic, maybe you'll do 30. 
pour out of the can at 30 below zero. Of course, these are morning temperatures in Phoenix. Then you got 60 below. A synthetic <laughs> will still pour out of the can at 60 below zero. I suggest to you that I wouldn't use a synthetic for that reason in Arizona. Just, <laughs> on the, let's go to the top end. A conventional oil turns to a tar. It's called oxidation. So it's going to be a tar somewhere around 300 degrees. A semi-synthetic somewhere close to 350, 400. And a full synthetic won't turn to a tar until 500 degrees. So now the question from Jesse to Mark is, is, okay, the oil will withstand 500 degrees, but when does the engine go to heaven? <laughs> the yeah, engine right. Goes to heaven <laughs> at 280, 300. It's cooked. <laughs> and so, so we have this these parameters that really have nothing to do with nothing except for Minnesota and maybe the I-10 corridor for heat. So it's just right. really a matter of, and the reason why we went to synthetics in a big way in the last two or three years because fuel economy. The car clearly will get better fuel economy and last longer when it has a 020 in it. So a 020 says this, it flows like a zero weight when it's cold <clears throat> and it flows like a 20 weight when it's hot and that makes old guys real nervous because it's called the pillow effect. It's us thinking that oil is a big pillow and so the thicker the oil, the, the engine just loves that and it lubricates. That's not true. If we get oil in and out of that bearing and carry the heat out and it happens in the blink of an eye, we're in good shape. But if the oil comes in and it comes through that bearing and comes out with the heat and it takes it a week to get there, <laughs> then you know that the oil's right. going in and getting hot and staying in there too long. So those are all the big parameters. But you can work on either way. You can set a mileage and, a, and an interval and, be, and live with that, or you can go by the maintenance light. It's okay. Both of them are okay, but... Just know that that's a pretty good... Now, I want to tell you, too, when I do my oil change, let's say at 12, the monitor may be 1,000 to 2,000 miles either way, and I'm okay with that. So right. it, it's just a matter of how I drive. Now, I drive pacing to Phoenix a lot, and I usually sit on the passenger side and drink my beer, and my wife's doing like 90. And so the heat <laughs> cycles are not a big deal, <laughs> <laughs> and all that, and right. of course, I'm teasing you. But it's how it's driven and who's driving it and all that other kind of stuff. So you can do it either way, but just tailor it to intervals. So if you only drive 8,000 miles a year or 6,000 miles a year, then use a blend. Okay? Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com.
This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance, even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit Term Provider. Provider.com. Termprovider.com. Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game. So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win. In air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. All about that If you have a car question or a car problem, you're welcome to join us. 602-508-0960. Action Auto Repair is at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom, the owner, since 1983. He's a good guy. He knows right from wrong. He's been around the block a couple of times. Um, he's got some really good technicians, and the best part about it is he's been there a long time, and he's going to be there a lot more time. So if you're anywhere near I-17 in Deer Valley, then you don't have a garage. Then Action Auto repairs on the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. And we've got a caller. Who might that be, Gil? That would be Tony. Tony, good morning. Yeah, good morning. I'm back again. I okay. just had something cross, cross my mind. Uh, on PVC valve, uh deal okay uh can they if they start malfunctioning or getting plugged up can they cause uh 
oil consumption. No. No. The Let me explain. PCV stands for Positive Crankcase Ventilator. Okay? Right. Now, I want to ask you a question. Let's pretend you have a V8, and I know you have a 5.3 liter. That's what you had the last time you called? Right. Okay. If we had a hole in the valve cover on the passenger side, and we had a hole in the valve cover around the driver's side, and we hooked a vacuum to the driver's side, the engine's airtight. So if I put a vacuum on the valve cover hole on the driver's side, as I suck the fumes out of the engine, the clean air is going to go into the engine on the passenger side. Does that make sense? We're going to suck air in, and we're going to carry it air out. So okay. that's what a PCV valve does. It eliminates internal pressure, and it takes the fumes from inside the engine and sends them through the engine again. So as we send, as we end up with this fumes inside the engine that has a lot of fuel in it, then we can send that that stuff to the engine to be burned again. So PCV uh, valves, unless the engine. Problem. Unless the engine's real full of oil and the valve covers are full, then the PCV valve has nothing to do with sucking oil out of the engine. Okay. Well, mine, uh, mine goes down gradually. Uh, I had a little bit of oil between changes, so I was just curious. Uh, it doesn't smoke, it doesn't leak, but uh, it just crossed my mind. I heard that those PVCs get plugged up and could cause the uh, wrong vacuum and suck oil through. I was just curious about it. Okay. Well, let me just touch on what you said. If the PCV valve plugs up with carbon, then the vacuum cleaner's gone. So it isn't going to suck air, it isn't going to suck fumes, and it's not going to suck soda pop or vodka. It's not going to suck anything. <laughs> so what's going to happen is, is we're going to have a little bit of pressure in the engine, maybe one pound, that we didn't have before. And that's not going to cause anything. Let me also, you know, kind of feel, when you, when your oil, you have a full and an add mark, where is it right. on the dipstick that the oil level gets when you add oil back to it? When there's a complete oil change with a filter, it's always almost a quarter of an inch above the full. Okay. So that's it holds, too much. It, it holds six quarts. Are you sure your 5.3 holds six? No. Okay. Let me make no, a suggestion. Okay, let me make a suggestion to you. Um, uh, we want the oil to be on the f full mark when we're done with an oil change. So next time whoever does the oil, you just tell them, I want you to put five quarts in, and I want you to start it up, let it run for 60 seconds, and then we're going to shut it off, and we're going to let it sit for a minute, and then we're going to check the oil, and I want to make sure the oil is right at the full mark. Here's what happens. If you put that other quart in there, it's going to it's going to suck that oil into the into the engine go out the tailpipe cuz you've overfilled the engine and that's not going to cause the engine to fail but it's not a good idea to do that on a regular basis i don't want you to add any oil till it gets at the add mark or below the add mark so there's a lot of people that will the oil the level will get halfway between the full and the add and they'll add a quart no that's not what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to add a quart till it touches the add mark or a tad below down, it. Down okay. the bottom line there, on the bottom line on the dipstick. Yeah, it's and there's a hash there's hatch marks between the add and the full so you can see it a little bit better. But right. you're right. Don't add any oil until it's touching the bottom line, which is called the add mark, 
or it's a tad below that. Then the then you add a quart because the, the difference between the ad mark and the full mark is one quart on virtually every uh-huh. car in the world. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thank uh, you, Tony. Again, I might call you again next week. It's okay, Tony. It's okay. It's all right. All righty. Yeah, PCV valve doesn't suck any oil. 602-508-0960, If you have any car questions, then this is give and take. You're making model. You give me that, and then tell me what the symptoms are. What's it doing? Like Tony said, does the PCV valve suck oil out of the engine? And we can d- discuss that, and we talk about the both sides of it. If it does suck oil, how does that happen? And when it doesn't suck oil, how does that happen? And when it's bad, what's ugly? And when it's good, what's it doing right? That's kind of how it works. 602-508-0960. Here's what you're saying about the Seth Liebson Show. Hi, Seth. I really appreciate your show. Thank you so much for being there. Hey, Seth. Always look forward to your show every day. Uh, You're a very calming presence in these crazy times. I so enjoy your show. Thank you for being a beacon of truth out there. Hey, Seth. God bless you. If I was the president, I'd play your radio program in the halls of Congress at the White House. Wow. Thank you. I love your show. I love it. Weekdays at 3 on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hey, my name is Steve Woods, and I am hosting a show on 960 The Patriot called The Beacon. It's sponsored by Phoenix Christian, and it's a show where we look at how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Listen in on Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. to 10 o'clock on 960 The Patriot to The Beacon and be encouraged, hear cool stories from amazing people of things that only God can do for His glory, for the sake of His kingdom, and for the encouragement of those who listen. It's time to get back to work. In fact, to save our culture, it's long past time. June 25th, the work starts as 960 The Patriots' Dennis Prager is coming back to Phoenix for the first live event since the country shut down. Morality in the 21st Century, featuring Dennis Prager and Dr. Wayne Grudem. What is truth? How did feelings become more important than the truth and fact? From March through May, did we forsake our inalienable rights? What are the differences in today's culture that differ from previous generations? Join Dennis Prager and Wayne Grudem, along with your fellow patriots, as these questions and more will be discussed at Scottsdale Bible Church, Thursday, June 25th at 7 p.m. VIP tickets available with a special private pre-event talk and front row seats. General admission tickets are also limited, so go to 960thepatriot.com now for ticket and event information. 960thepatriot.com. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. 
There's storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I just have something I want to share with you, and this is kind of crazy, but it's okay. And Diane, you stay right there because I'm going to be with you in probably 90 seconds. I went to Walmart the other day, believe it or not, and I was shopping, believe it or not. I wanted some bottled water, so I went over to the bottled water section, and they had this Nestle Splash Wild Berry in a plastic bottle. So I bought a six-pack, and I brought it home. My wife says, oh, there you go again, buying something that's full of sugar and blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, you're wrong like you always are because let me read it to you. This is the, the label. In the, in the serving, it has no calories, no fat. It has 1% of your daily values in sodium. It has no carbs and it has no protein. So basically, it's got a tad of sugar, but this stuff tastes so good. Then I went back and bought five cases and I put them in the barn so my wife doesn't know I have them because I have a refrigerator in the barn. And this is what I'm going to kind of, it just, it's water, but it's just flavored water. So you got nothing to lose. If you don't like it, I'll pay you for the six pack that you bought. But anyway, it's Nestle's Splash and I, they have a bunch of different flavors, but I got the wild berry and it was pretty good. So I just pass that on to you because as an old guy, I had to look up DV, which is daily value. <laughs> it has 1% of your daily value sodium that you're supposed to, you know, have in your body on a daily basis. So I don't care about that. Diane, how can I help you today? Yes, I have a uh, 2003 uh, Chevy, Chevy Silverado with the Duramax engine. Okay. And uh, it's got the Allison transmission. And when I go to put it in gear, when I go to start, it's like it sometimes it it kind of doesn't want to move. And when it gets going, it's okay. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Okay. How many miles do you have on the truck? Oh, it's just about broken. I think I have about 350. 350,000? Mm-hmm. I know you're teasing. I know your comment about it's just broken, and it is kind of cute in this circumstance. Have you put 350,000 miles on this? Uh, it had 20,000 when I got it. That doesn't count. That okay. doesn't count. 350. I'm using my calculator right now. If you just give me a minute here. Divided by 25,000. Just a minute. You've been around the world 14 times. The the girth of the Earth of the equator is 24,844 miles. If you'll let me divide your 350 by 15,000 or um, by 25,000 miles, you've been around the world at the equator 15 times, 14 times. Wow. So people, it's and the reason I bring that up is not to make anybody mad, but 
we have to put the mileage in perspective. This truck doesn't owe you anything. <laughs> it's it's giving you great service. But let me answer your question. The first thing yeah. I want you to do, let me ask you this. Does it make any difference? This It's called the delay. Okay, I put it in drive and there's a delay before it actually jumps into gear. Does it right. make any does it make any difference cold or hot? Does it do it cold, but it doesn't do it hot? Seems to do it both ways. Okay, okay. Like okay. I'm sitting in it now, it's idling, and then when I, it just kind of eases off. But it did the same thing when I started it up this morning. Okay, good, good. The reason why I ask you that is because is if it has hard internal seals, it'll have a delayed engagement cold, but it typically will go away when it's hot. And under those mm-hmm. conditions, mm-hmm. then we're going to put some kind of a transmission additive in it that rejuvenates the seals or causes the rubber seals to soften a little bit or whatever marketing thing that they have. Uh-huh. But in your particular case, the first thing I think you should do is have someone check the fluid level on it. Now, have you had the filters changed and the fluid changed on your Allison? Um, I believe so, but I don't remember when. Okay. That's kind of an important thing. Let me tell you this. The Allison transmission is the best transmission out there in a diesel truck. Even though I drive a Dodge, there's Uh nothing as good as that Allison. That Allison is just a strong, long-living transmission. And you, you know, all you have to do is service it every once in a while. But that's what I do. Check the fluid level to make sure that it's full. Make sure that you've got all your, your, your oil changes and filters now. That has a spin-on filter, so it's not like it's a big job to replace the filter. It's just kind of okay. like it's like your engine. You spin one off, spin it on. But what part of town do you live in? I'm I'm north, and I'm actually um, I don't know if I'm going to move now. I left it in gear, got the brake on, and then uh, okay, I'm picking up my friend at Walmart. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, he's probably buying that Wildberry Nestle's water I was talking well, about. That. I'm going to have to do it next time, but yes, I'm going to. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, so that, and I'm sitting here, and it's spinning, and I'm not going anywhere. Um, okay. So this I'm, is... You're in drive, car. right? You're yeah, in drive? I'm putting it, okay. Uh-oh. Now, you're... Now, you're, I had to put it back in the park and back into drive again, and now I'm moving. Okay, okay. Slowly. Um, at the appropriate time, when you're in, when you're kind of in neutral, even though your shifter is in drive, when yeah. no one's within a mile in front of the t- truck, I just want you to give it a little bit of gas, kind of a run, run, and see if it moves forward. I want you just to bring up the RPMs of the engine a little bit. Please don't do it when there's a car in front of you, because I don't want the car, the truck, le- <laughs> le- lurching forward. So, unless of course it's your ex-husband and you don't like him, then you can lurch <laughs> forward on him. I don't care. But the idea is, is that will help. What part of town do you live in? I'm, I'm, I'm going. Do you have a garage that you like and trust? Um, I go to a, um, a mechanic, but he's not the best on diesels. He does better on my car. Okay. Sometimes okay. he refers me to diesels. I'm in North Phoenix by 19th Avenue, Happy Valley. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'd probably stop by Strictly Diesel. Um, uh huh. Ask him to just check your transmission fluid. I'm quite sure Nate would do that for you for a minimum charge, or he'd just do it okay. for free. And so okay. he's at, um, let me look him up, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak. So I think that's okay. kind of in your area. 
Oh, um, it's a mile away. Mm-hmm. Okay, then just go to Nate, and this is what you say. Are you ready? Uh-huh. You, you don't go there on Monday morning or Friday afternoon for obvious reasons. But you yes. just pull in, and you park out front, and you go in, and you say, you know, can I talk to Nate? And when Nate comes out, you say, Mark Salem says that you don't know which end of the car is the front and the back, but I was wondering if you could check the transmission fluid in my <laughs> Allison. Now, Nate, I want to tell you, Nate's like 10 feet tall. He's got hands like tennis rackets. And mm-hmm. I'm afraid of Nate <laughs> because if he, if he gets mad, he's really going to beat me up bad. He's <laughs> the nicest person in the whole wide world. So basically, and, and you're going to use my name not because I'm going to make a dime on anything you have. I don't. Mm-hmm. If he offered me a bird dog fee, I'd tell him to donate it to his church. I'm not, I don't do that. But it right. just puts him on notice that you're a referral from me. And uh-huh. um and and I'm not going to refer a problem child to him. I'm going to refer someone who needs help, and so they can be your uh-huh. hero. But go go see Nate. Okay. All righty. Sounds great. Thank you oh. very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Diane. T O T strictly diesel, and that way I can keep track in case he calls me. I say, was she nice to you? And he goes, no. And I say, well, I didn't send her to you. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I'm beyond Henri. There is other shops in the area, and I'll tell you about one shop that I like a lot, and that's Action Auto Repair. And he's been around since 1983, has master technicians. And if you want to talk about Minnesota and Wisconsin and snowmobiling in snow that's 10 feet deep, then go over and sit in his lobby. Make sure Tom's there, and you can talk snowmobiles all day long. He'll talk to you about that. So anyway, when it comes to your car... It's it's important to know that your car's not going to love you if you do more than the manual says. It's not going to love you, I promise. If your transmission, if God wants your transmission to fail at 125,000 miles, you can change the fluid on that transmission every day for 125,000 miles, and it's still not going to make a bit of difference. The transmission is going to fail at 125. It is true that you can cause things to prematurely fail by abusing the vehicle but most of the people I'm talking to aren't going to have that problem. Unless, of course, they're hunting and they get stuck and they might abuse the drivetrain getting out of the big mud hole they're at. But that's what four-wheel drive is all about. It just really has a lot to do with just common sense. Don't let anybody talk to you about changing from what the owner's manual says. Because almost always, not almost always, 99% of the time the owner's manual's wrong and my idea is better and my idea butters my bread sooner and more often than the manual. So the manual says change your transmission fluid 100,000 miles, but really and truly, Diane, you have to change it. We live in Phoenix. It's hot here. So you have to do it, Diane, I'm thinking 50 to 65,000 miles. That's really self-serving. The fact of the matter is, is that truck doesn't know when it's built where it's going. California, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Florida, Arizona, Texas, New York, Maine. It doesn't know. That truck's for built for all 50 states. So the owner's manual is the maintenance required and the, and the maintenance you should do based on the people that made the truck. So they understand that some people are going to drive a truck 3,000 miles a year and some are going to do 30,000 miles a year, 50,000 miles a year. They understand that. But the big picture is here, this oil change on your transmission is best for all of you. So don't let anybody bring you up to this idea that 
that your manual isn't written for Arizona. When they say that, nothing wads up my underwear worse than hearing that. Then you say to them politely, listen, I didn't know that. Um, can I get your business card real quick? And then get, get a business card from me and say, look, it, I want you to order me an Arizona owner's manual. Okay, I've never seen one before, but I need to have one because you said that that manual is written for Arizona. So here's my name and phone number. Give me a call when the manual comes in. The problem with that is, is there's no such thing as a manual. The manual's written for all 50 states and Canada, for that matter, except it's it's in kilometers instead of miles. I promise you, you don't have to speed up the. And, and there is nothing in in the newer model cars that would suggest that you have to change the way, whether you're 60 below in North Dakota or whether you're 120 degrees in Phoenix. The truck can handle both of those under the prescribed maintenance stopping points that's in your owner's manual. Our industry right now is in flux because of the COVID and because a lot of us, I mean, my business was down 48%. We're almost back to normal, but down 48% for about two and a half months. There's a lot of shops that furloughed some people. Our parts department furloughed my three best buddies, which didn't do very well for me, so I'm going to move my business somewhere else because I don't trust them now. The idea is is that we, our industry has a bad habit of m- making up things about your car so that we can butter our own bread and we can take money out of your pocket or your purse and put it in ours. I'll tell you how bad that gets. There are people out there, their whole focus, people that own repair shops, their whole focus is getting you to okay a whole lot of work. I'll give you an example. Shop owner A calls me the other day and says, I'm going to tell you something you're never going to believe. And I said, I I can tell you right now, I've heard it before. So go ahead. So Greg says, another shop owner took my top tech away, and he gave him a $50,000 signing bonus and guaranteed him $100,000 a year. And I said, (laughs) did you counter him? (laughs) Because those numbers are just silly, stupid. And he goes, no, what do you think about that? And I said, I've, I've never done that. I've never had a signing bonus. I said, and there's a couple of my technicians that are pretty close to 100000 a year, but these guys have been in the business. Eddie's been in the business for 32 years. He's a master tech. He can fix every anything except the crack of dawn and a broken heart. So all of a sudden, we've got shop owners. Now, so let me tell you, there's no question in my mind. There's no one going to convince me otherwise. The only way you're going to pay for a $100,000 technician and guaranteed salary and give him a $50,000, $70,000 signing bonus is, is to increase your business by a third or half. And you're going to do that by suggesting to the people, your customers, that they really need to have this now. And some of, some of the magazines that we get, we actually get parameters. They say, well, you should be able to talk them into five times the bill they came in for. So if they came in for a synthetic oil change at $120, you ought to be able to sell them $600 worth of maintenance, $600 worth of fluid changes, $600 worth of work that they need. Forget what the manual says. This is work that you need. Now, sometimes the manual doesn't say that your tie rod ends go bad or your rear tranny mount goes bad. Those aren't in the manual under maintenance. So if you have a symptom and they're going to do a repair, you know, one and one equals two. My email is mark at marksalem.com. You can always send me an email and I'll help you out, but leave your phone number there so I can call you back on my blocked line. Mark, with a K, at marksalem.com. Please don't drink and drive, and if somebody does something nice for you, honk your horn and say thank you with your hand.